You are listening to the ABC Business Show, where we help entrepreneurs make their dreams a reality. Here are your hosts, Kerry, Elise, and MJ. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests. The information provided in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be considered as professional advice. Hello and welcome to the ABC Business Show. We are excited to be back. We are now moving back to weekly podcasts. So we took a little bit of a break and uh, did monthly, um, but we are now back in full swing back to our weekly podcast. So thanks for joining us again. My name is Kerry Postal. I am one of your hosts here along with MJ Coleman and Elise Pamiri. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. It's so good to be back and be in a regular rhythm again. Love it. <laughs> Looking forward to us continuing that. Everybody out there, it's awesome. So. Good job, guys. We got feedback and they wanted us more. So here we are. So, you know, on this podcast, we are helping entrepreneurs make their dreams a reality. So that is what our passion is. That is what our mission is. Starting a business is hard and, uh, you know, it's not always something that you know how to do step by step. So we are here to help you as you get that business started and then as you grow it and take it to the next level. And as you continue to grow, It'll change or come across different issues, uh, different problems you have to overcome. And so we're here to try and help you through that. So don't forget to go look back at our previous podcast as well and see if there is something that can help you through what you're dealing with right now. Okay, so today we are going to talk about holding your team accountable. So you might be thinking right now, well, I don't have a team right now, so why do I need to listen to this? Well, you're going to have a team one day at some point down the road. You'll have to you know, bring out the people on board so that you can grow your business and scale it and get to the next level. So don't switch off. Listen to this because this will help you to get a head start before you hire that team and get it right from first step. So MJ is going to lead us through this. MJ, what is our quote for the day? So today the quote is, once you've decided what to do, your biggest challenge is in getting people to execute it at the level of excellence that you need. And I think oh, that is a good one. <laughs> as business leaders, uh, the number one thing I hear from people when I start the conversation about hiring people to help them is that they are scared to let go because they don't feel that someone else can do things the way they want them done at the level of service that they have been, you know, become known for. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is just one of the best books that um, I've ever read. It's called The Four Disciplines of Execution. And I decided to base this entire podcast on that book so that you can have an overview and decide if it's for you or not. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many business owners out there that just try to do everything. I know we've done a previous podcast where we've talked about the number of hats that you wear as a business owner and, mm -hmm. and people just forget that there's a different way of doing that. And you know, the success doesn't have to be completely on their shoulders. That's right. And, and we understand too, that your business goes through phases and, and there is going to be a phase that you're a solopreneur in every business, unless you have a partner, generally you're starting the business on your own and you're going to have that phase. But the idea and the goal is to get more people on board to, to carry the load. So, you know, right now, is your team helping you achieve the company goals or do you find yourself carrying the whole load on your own? I know that early in my business journey, I was totally carrying the load. I was doing everything. People laughed at me because when I first started um, an office, I had people that worked for me, but I was the only company employee at the time. 
And I had independent contractors that worked for me. And we got some office space and we were really excited about it. And I was giving people a tour of the office. And they always said to me, well, where's your office, MJ? And I said, well, I sit at the front desk (laughs) because guess what? We didn't have a receptionist. (laughs) That was it. I had to be everything. And so I was the receptionist. I was the janitor. I was the manager. I did everything that a staff would do until I could afford a staff. So uh, this comes from personal experience. I know exactly how this feels. And then once you get the staff on, it's really getting them to perform where you expect them to perform and make it worth the hire, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely there, you are not alone. I'm sure that there's a lot of people that can relate to that or foresee themselves being in that position you know, down the road as well. So I think that's good for our listeners to hear like, hey, you guys are not alone. This isn't, you know, you're not the first person that's been through this and that other people are going through the same thing as well. Absolutely. So one of the most impactful things I ever did is I started reading the book, The Four Disciplines of Execution with my team. One of the most impactful things I ever did with teams that I lead is read the four disciplines of execution together. Not just me as a leader read it, but the whole team read it together. Because what this did is it spread the responsibility across the whole organization. It helped everyone understand how they, as an individual, actually impacts the success of the business. Um, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever worked maybe really early when you had a job and wondered, how am I really impacting the success of this company? Have you ever had a job like that? Yes, absolutely. I remember those first days where I just felt I went into the office, sat down in my cubicle, plugged in invoices, which is literally what I did all day long. There was 30 invoices on a sheet. I remember just kind of, you know, this page had about 20 columns on and I had to just run through this invoice after invoice. And, and that was all I did. I had no idea what went on in the rest of the company. I didn't even know how these invoices got paid thinking about it. It's like, I was just data entry and that was it. So yes, just, I didn't mm-hmm. see how I impacted it because nobody shared that vision or even the details actually of what we did. It was my very first job. And yeah, that's, uh, I've never thought about that before, MJ. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very good point, MJ. And one of the things connected to that is I've always been an entrepreneur since pretty much day one, but your first team members, the first people that you kind of have in your group, whether no matter what their status is, whether they're employee or contractors or whatever, they're kind of your first partners. So you really want them to understand what you're trying to achieve, which is spreading the responsibility and helping everyone so they know what their impact is. So for small business, teamwork. That is such a great point, Elise, because in Carrie's case, what would have happened if she was not there sending out invoices? Somebody else would have to do that, right? Yes. If nobody else did that, what would happen? The company would make no money because people aren't just going to volunteer to pay something. They're not going to call you and say, hey, you didn't send me my invoice, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's very key. And if the person who had doing that job before Carrie actually took five minutes to say, I am so grateful you're here because by you taking this off my plate, I'm able to do this. 
And by me being able to do this, I'm able to take this off the company president's plate. And when we took that off the company president's plate, he went and got us more business by playing golf with a whole different industry. Right. So, you know, people have to understand that there is this upward effect that is just impactive and all the way down to the person who is cleaning the toilets. I don't even care if it is the cleaning crew that comes in that creates an environment in our office that people want to come to. If that did not get done or somebody in the office on the payroll had to do that then they would be a dissatisfied employee and that would trickle out through the whole. So everybody, everybody impacts the business in one way or another. So, and it really, really also helps us keep focused by achieving small goals week after week. Carrie, when you were sitting there inputting invoice after invoice after invoice, you know, what happened if you slowed down? And those invoices did not get put in properly or did not get done in a timely manner. What would happen with the company? What would start to happen over time with that organization? Well, there were actually five of us that were inputting invoices. So it was we literally just went up to the supervisor's desk, grabbed the next, I think it was like a, you know, I don't know, it's like if it's a huge piece of paper, wrapped up with all the invoices. And we literally just went up, grabbed one, sat at our desk and put it all, took it back, picked up the next one. And, you know, I know now what would have happened if we hadn't been doing that. None of the vendors would have got paid. But at the time, it was, you know, like I said, it was my very first job. I hadn't even decided then that I wanted to be in, you know, accounting and bookkeeping. And so it it didn't mean anything. It was just data entry. It didn't have any impact on me. And that's why pretty much from day one, I was looking for another job to do something else where I felt like I did have an impact because, you know, I wanted out of there. It, It didn't. I didn't feel like I had any true purpose because nobody explained you know, how I fit it in mm-hmm. to how the business succeeded. That's okay. so important. Right. Mm-hmm. So solopreneurs, when you hire your first person, think about that. Think about how important that role is and help them feel important. And um, you know, keep keep them focused on those small goals week after week and being able to um, make sure that everybody is doing what they need to do for the whole goal to get achieved. So you know, anyone can set a goal. Few people can achieve it alone and the truly successful achieve it with a team. So true. So even if they do achieve their goals with only the owner being accountable for results, you know, it is at what cost? Yeah, that absolutely. It results in owners getting burnout, exhaustion, having issues at home. These are all things that add to stress and weight. And so our whole goal here today is to help you to get to that point where you can take some of that weight off. So let's dig in. And I think as well that by you by you covering this now, it really helps our entrepreneurs, our listeners to, to get it right the first time and to maybe even hire sooner than they would normally. I think that's the one thing as well. A lot of entrepreneurs put off hiring because they're like, I'll keep my costs down. I don't need anybody else. I can do this. I can work 20 hours a day, seven days a week. And don't realize, you know, like you just said, burnout, exhaustion, you know, not spending time with your family. Um, So hopefully this will help people to realize that, okay, you hire sooner rather than later. Right. And, And in my field, these are critical. These are critical things because we actually, with um, extra work happening several times out of the year, you learn to manage it. 
and having help makes all the difference. It does. I mean, look at look at us. You know, we're a podcast and we couldn't function without Marvie. Marvie is our producer. She's our editor. She helps us with our social media. You know, this is just an amazing person in our team. And we try. And Marvie, I hope we achieve telling you how wonderful you are as much as we can. <laughs> she won't talk. Well, let's be okay. Let's let's go to another level. Like this podcast wouldn't actually happen without Marvi because the three of us don't have the first clue how to edit a podcast, how to upload it, or anything like that. And so maybe that's something that our entrepreneurs as well are putting off doing, and not necessarily a podcast, but doing some aspect of their business. Maybe marketing, social media posting, something like that, because they don't know how to do something. Uh, you know, Marvi also works with me on my business and there's a lot of things I wouldn't be doing if she wasn't on the team. So I think that's where business owners are so slow to hire sometimes because they just want to save the money without realizing how much time would they have freed up if they brought a team on board. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's just something I don't know. You know, It's only when you start hiring, you're like, ah, shoot, I should have done that sooner. But hopefully this will help people to realize like, okay, just do it. They always That's say right. that I should have done it sooner. But the other thing they say is, uh, you know, I, now I have to train somebody. And that's a whole nother podcast. We did a whole podcast on that, taking that step back to move yourself forward and how important that is. So go back and look for that podcast, too. All right. So let's dig in. In the book, they teach you how to focus on what they call a wildly important goal. All right. This is called a WIG for short, W-I-G, Wildly Important Goal. And why they want to do that is they want to get one common big goal for the entire company to get behind. So it could be a profit goal. It could be a revenue goal. It could even be a safety goal. One of the um, clients that I coach, they work in manufacturing and there's safety involved. They want to make sure that they're team is always safe and people are not getting hurt, but there's big heavy machinery there and they might have a safety goal. So once everybody can rally around one common goal, then we can break it down to actual lead measures for everybody in the organization all the way down. So if we were to look at you know, a profit goal, it might have to do with expenses in your department. Maybe your department could renegotiate insurance or your department could cut down on office supplies expenses. The whole company could cut down on office supplies, right? And utilities, you turn off the light when you leave the room, you don't use as much paper, et cetera, et cetera. So we can get down to lead measures in any goal, any goal for every single person in the organization. That's what this book helps you do. It also talks about having a scorecard and making sure that you are keeping score. I mean, every sporting event in the world, I don't care from peewee football all the way up to the World Cup soccer, you have people who are keeping score because it matters and it, it pulls the team together for a common mm -hmm. goal. So you want to make, keep score, make the numbers public so people can have sideways accountability with their teammates and you can be accountable to the team as a whole. 
And then also creating a cadence of accountability. Don't just set a goal and forget it. Have weekly meetings around your goal. Text about it, post about it, shout it from a rooftop with a megaphone <laughs> if you have to. We want to make sure that everybody knows what the goal is. And one of the some of the most successful companies, you'll go into either their their storehouse or their manufacturing plant, and you'll see big signs on the wall of what their goal is to keep everybody remembering. That's so true, MJ. One of the biggest things that sales teams are actually trying to meet these goals, if they don't have numbers and there's a and there's not agreement between everybody as to what we're trying to achieve, the team's not going to get there. They don't know what direction to go. They don't know what they're doing is if they do this, is it going to work? Is it going to is it going to add up to what we're trying to do? Because they don't know what to do. They don't know what the goal is. They don't end game. And so, you know, sales teams are big on this, big, big, big. Yeah, absolutely. Sales teams naturally fall into a book like this. It's the admin team that often gets left behind and they don't have goals. They just in the grind like Carrie was. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, MJ, do you have an example of one of the teams that you went through this process with? Absolutely. Um, just that. It was it was a sales team that had an admin team or what they called a support team before this book. Then we called it the admin team. <laughs> and that opened a lot of eyes. Before Four Disciplines of Execution, the admin, this is just a perfect example. And I picture it every time when I think of 40X, they would roll their eyes when salespeople came in at 10 a.m. You know, they all punched a clock, the admin team. They had to be there by 8.30. If they weren't at their desk with their coffee already by 8.30, it was an issue, right? And then the sales team would roll in just randomly. You know, some would be there early. Others would come in by about 10, maybe 10.30. Well, once we got into the 4DX book club, they the admin team got to know the sales team better. And they started to understand that they were often up until 11 or 12 midnight getting caught up after a day out in the field. That's right. And the same was true for the sales team. They really didn't understand. They, they would never felt sorry for them when they had anything like big that they had to do. We had to switch um, a software once and it was a huge project. And, and this is right when we brought the book in and they were able to see, wow, they are just glued to their computers, fingers a pound in all day long. They don't leave for lunch. They are just working solid and, and it's all they do all day long. Yes. Do they punch out at five o'clock and go home and relax with their family and do things? Yeah. But I would never want to sit there and try and implement a new software into a company. You know, that's that. So they had this great understanding and I just saw the team pull together and, and really get it. And it was funny because um, we had an opening on the sales team and there was a, a real outgoing admin and I thought she would be great in sales. And so like I brought her in and I said, you know, how much money do you want to make? And you could do this and, and you could, you know, grow to this great salesperson. And how would that change your life? She goes, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I want to punch in at 830. I want to punch out at five o'clock. That's my life. That's that's where I am, my stage in life. I want to have that stability and that kind of job because my evenings and my weekends are for my kids and I want to make sure that I'm there for them. And I was like, totally respect that. Mm -hmm. I totally respect that's that. awesome. <laughs> so what are some like, typical questions or concerns that people you know, have when they start thinking about implementing something like this? The, the biggest thing that business owners tell me is they're like, 
this is just going to be another thing I have to carry the weight for. <laughs> I'm going to go in there, guns a blazing, ready to implement this book and all of its, you know, disciplines and everything in there. And everybody's just going to look at me with deer eyes, right? Like they're just going to say, oh my gosh, it's another initiative. So that's probably the biggest concern I have. How we have solved that problem is by assigning everybody a chapter in the book. So when we we read the first chapter and I debriefed it and I set an example of how we would like to talk about the ahas, which is like, you know, when that light bulb goes off and you're above your head that, wow, I never thought about it this way moment. And we talk about what, how we were going to apply it to each of our roles. And then chat, the next chapter was assigned to like my most negative person on the team. And that's what I did. I said, okay, so he, here's the biggest critic. You get to do the next chapter. I didn't say that out loud. In my head, I said, <laughs> okay, you're the biggest critic. You get to do the next chapter. And and it really made them dig in. And I heard them over and over. The people who typically would not have really jumped on board with any new initiative were like, you know, this really made a lot of sense to me. I'm glad I was assigned this chapter. So that, and then the other thing really is is to work on the lead measures as a team and make sure that you are focused on how each individual makes an impact towards that goal. How the carry who is sitting there inputting invoices is impacting the entire company and making them successful. Those are the two big questions and concerns people have. Oh, thank goodness I'm not doing that job anymore. Okay, so what is your tip for the week, MJ? Well, I'm sure you could guess this one. Do this book as a book club with your team. If you have a team, do it. If you don't have a team yet, read it anyway or listen to it on Audible. I don't care. This is a great book. You're going to get a lot of awesome tips. You're going to be able, even if you're a solopreneur, you could build a scorecard. There's nothing wrong with that. So read the book. Absolutely. Lots of great, great information there. So if you don't have the book already, jump on Amazon and get that ordered. And then second part, then get your team on board. Don't try and do this alone. And if you need to get them to listen to the podcast too, you know, get them to hear MJ telling them that they need to be doing it as a team. And it's not just you as the boss saying that to them. Okay, great information. So join us next time when we have two special guests joining us. We have Zachi and Nicole from 28 Lines. They are a marketing agency and they are going to join us next time. So make sure you tune in. If you have not followed us on Spotify or Apple, then go ahead and do that. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the ABC Business Show with Kerry, Elise, and MJ. Make sure you tune in next week.